are listening to Nightlight. Hi, and welcome to this year's Nightlight Christmas special. And we do indeed have a special program. Some great Christmas songs from David Senek, a new one from Jeremy Spencer, also a variety of Christmas songs in various languages from all around the world. Also, as I was choosing the Christmas stories and inspirations for the program, I thought, well, why not for a change ask the authors to record and send their own stories? And on very short notice, Gabriel Garcia in Chile, Steve Gilb in the USA, Peter Curtis van Gorder in Germany, I believe, recorded and sent the stories that you're going to hear on this special Christmas edition of Nightlight. So, happy Christmas, everyone, and enjoy the show. It's December, I guess it's been a while. Christmas time, it could always make me smile I miss the feeling walking down on 7th Street With the snow crunching under my feet See the shops all dressed up, filled with lights Stars on those clear winter nights Hear the songs, you can feel it in the air But I'm on patrol in the streets over here And I dream of Christmas back when Finally find its worth 
goodwill to men and peace on earth. with the first Christmas song on this year's Nightlight Christmas special, Dream of Christmas. And over the past 30 or so years, David's written some great Christmas songs, and I think that one ranks up among some of his best. And we'll have a couple more from David later on in the show. I feel all right when I'm listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. You're tuned in to Nightlight. Our dear friend and co-worker Nadia, actually, she worked with me as my secretary way back in the days when I was hosting my first radio show, the International Music with Meaning show. For the last 15 or so years, she's been managing a small Christian promotional table at a popular shopping mall here in Kampala, Uganda, where we live. And she's especially busy at Christmas time selling CDs of Christmas songs and carols. And this year, I noticed she had a new one called Merry Christmas. It has Christmas songs in many different languages. And the funny thing is, it doesn't say what languages they are. Anyway, I thought I would play a variety of those songs on the show today. And you can see if you can spot which languages are which. Réjouissez-vous en ce jour de fête 
Approchez-vous, roi de l'Orient, venez voir le divin enfant. So far, so good. I could recognize those. That was Chinese, French. We'll have some more Christmas songs in different languages throughout the program. But now, let's go over to Chile, where Gabriel Garcia lives, although he's originally from Colombia. I've known Gabriel for many years. He used to host a Spanish version of my first radio show, Music with Meaning, which in its heyday in the early 80s was heard on hundreds of radio stations in scores of countries around the world. And Gabriel's Spanish Musica Convida was equally popular all throughout the Spanish-speaking world. Gabriel is also a gifted writer, and here he is to read his own Christmas inspiration, which he recorded and sent just a couple of days ago. Christmas is for kids. At the heart of Christmas is the child of Bethlehem, who was born into this often cold, hostile world to warm us with his heavenly Father's love. It was a child who began the first Christmas celebration, and it is children who keep it alive in their own special ways. Adults know this. Christmas brings out our childish innocence. We become tender and our hearts beat with excitement as when we were kids, with the carols, the lights, the gifts, the symbolism and festive gestures. We associate Christmas with children, and each year we like to remember their simple joy. One December evening, in the midst of the Christmas rush, my wife and I were returning home after a long, tiring day. I felt disgruntled, not just by the jostling bus ride, 
but by nostalgia for warmer Christmases, less commercial, more musical. I was musing on these and other thoughts when a family with small children got on the bus. The kids were spunky, a good thing on a dull night, but the best was about to begin. Suddenly, I heard a pa-ra-pa-pum-pum. At first, I thought it was just the natural sequence of my inner thoughts. But no, it was the children who had just gotten on the bus, a live presentation of the little drummer boy. With no prompting from their parents, the two were singing with full force. Come, they told me, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, a newborn king to see, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum. Our finest gifts we bring, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, to lay before the king, pa-ra-pa-pum-pum, ra-pa-pum-pum, ra-pa-pum-pum. A few days later, we were in a coastal town we visit each year to bring good cheer, toys, and the message of Christ at Christmas. After an intense day of activity, we were at the home of a dear friend who always receives us enthusiastically with open arms and a tea on the table. On this night, though, the tiredness of the day was evident all around. We had used up all our physical resources, and our hosts were also tired from a long workday. How were we going to spread Christmas cheer among these weary hearts? Someone began strumming a, a carol on the guitar, and we sang along. We were beginning to wake up a bit, but still not enough to get into full swing. Who brought us out of our slump? A little child. We had explained to Franco, a four-year-old resident of the house, that the best of Christmas was not the open present, but the open heart. So when we began to sing the song, Jesus Come Into My Heart, Franco's voice rang clearly over all the rest. He enunciated each word purposely as he sang fully concentrated on the meaning of this powerful message. Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your love and light. Children everywhere, pray this little prayer. Ask Jesus in tonight. Suddenly, all of us were fully awake to witness a true Christmas miracle. Christ born in the heart of a believing child. The final episode occurred on the last day of our visit when around 20 children were gathered for games and prizes. After they had raced rowdily and happily up and down the lane in competitions and relays, it was time to tell the story of the first Christmas. But would they settle down? To our surprise, they sat on the ground in a semicircle in front of us taking the song sheets in their now sweaty hands, and with concentration and reverential solemnity, they searched for the right carols and began to sing along. Their parents and all of us were in awe at this simple, childlike display of worship. For a moment, it was as if we had a miraculous glimpse into the stable on the first Christmas night. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to stay. Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in your tender care and fit us for heaven to live with you there. Christ manifest his presence in each child who celebrates his birth. May he also touch your life and your home this Christmas.
to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. На Рождество громче звонарь, всюду звони, Иисус, это царь, колокола бьют торжество с нами, Господь, на Рождество, всюду вещай, праздничный звон, то, что Иисус ныне рожден, и молодым, и старикам, весть разнеси всем языкам, благовести, громче вещай, добрую весть всем передам, повесть народ, благостный тон, пусть слышат все радостный звон, тот день дон льется звон. Торжество с нами, Господь, на Рождество праздничный звон сюду дать колоколбей громче звонарь. Колокола бьют торжество с нами, Господь, на Рождество. Вещай праздничный звон, то, что Иисус ныне рожден, и молодым, и старикам весть разнеси всем языкам, благовести громче вещай, добрую весь всем передай, Пой весь народ, благостный дон, пусть слышат все радостный звон, Тон Диндон льется звон, Тон Диндон льется звон. Колокола бьют торжество с нами, Господь, на Рождество Праздничный звон, всюду ударь, в колоколбей громче звонарь Иисус это Russian is such a powerful language that sounded like it was being sung by a member of the Red Army Choir. So inspiring to hear some of these traditional Christmas songs sung in various languages of the world. With music to calm and soothe your soul, you're listening to Nightlight. Okay, let's have one more Christmas song from David Senek and then over to Phoenix, Arizona, and we'll listen to a reading from Steve Gilb, who recorded and sent a story he wrote called The Christmas Shoes. Everybody knows Go out and buy some gifts That's the way we let our feelings show It's an expression Way to say that I love you But the gift we need Is peace, now what can we do? Where does it come from? Where did it start? Was a gift from heaven's heart? Some Christmas gifts are wrapped in gold and tied with silver bows. But the greatest gift we ever had was wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in a manger in a stable where heaven. Love like clothes The greatest gift The gift of peace That Christmas long ago
love and truth lost its worth War is raging And we sing a peace on earth Whatever happened Things are beyond control How do you find peace? Look deep within your soul Where does it come from? Where did it start? Was a gift from heaven's heart? Some Christmas gifts are wrapped in gold And tied with silver bows But the greatest gift we ever had Was wrapped in swaddling clothes Laid in a manger in a stable Where heaven's love light glows The greatest gift, the gift of peace That Christmas long ago You're right. It's nightlight. The Christmas Shoes. The Christmas season, undoubtedly my favorite season of the year, holds many unforgettable memories. It was on a snowy December day when I was six years old that our family flew home to the U.S. from the Philippines, where we had been missionaries for the previous several years. This was the first time I met my grandparents, and the first time I experienced snow. When I was 15, I spent the Christmas season playing percussion in a band that had come to Mexico from Washington, D.C. to hold benefit concerts. I had a blast. But the two most memorable Christmas seasons for me occurred in 2002 and 2003, and they are linked together by a simple song and its impact on my life. Christmas 2002 was an especially joyous occasion. My mother had been declared cancer-free several months earlier and was feeling much stronger than she had in quite some time. One day in December, she was baking something for a gathering the next day. I remember the aroma filling our Southern California apartment. The radio was set to a station that played holiday favorites 24-7. The repertoire consisted mostly of lighter carols, such as Jingle Bell Rock, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, etc. Then suddenly, the tone drastically changed when a song began to play that captured my attention. I put aside what I was doing in order to tune into it. I later found out that it was titled The Christmas Shoes, performed by New Song. The song tells the story of a man who found himself in line at a fancy department store on Christmas Eve trying to finish his last-minute holiday shopping. In front of him was a little boy with an appearance that made it obvious he had no business being in that store at all, holding a pair of shoes. When his turn came to pay, he said he wanted to buy the shoes for his mother, who was sick and didn't have much time left. He wanted her to look beautiful if she were to meet Jesus that night. The boy put all the change he had on the counter but the cashier shook his head and told him it wasn't enough. He turned and looked at the man imploringly. The man in line behind him paid the difference and couldn't forget the look on the boy's face as he thanked him and left. 
As I listened, tears rolled down my cheeks. I realized how fortunate I was to still have my mother by my side. I imagined how sad I would have felt if I were in the place of that little boy who was about to lose his mother. The song stayed with me through the remainder of the Christmas season, eventually fading as the new year was ushered in. In the course of 2003, mother's cancer recurred and she again took a turn for the worse. By Christmas, she was in a nursing home, and the staff had informed us that the only thing they could do was try to keep her comfortable until the end. One day, I was running errands with my brother, listening to the radio as we drove around. Suddenly, on came the same song, The Christmas Shoes. How true to life it rang this time around. Moved by the song, my brother and I immediately bought Mother a pretty pair of shoes, which fit her beautifully and gave her great joy. She left us, in the physical at least, only weeks later. Today, this beautiful song helps me look beyond the hectic side of the Christmas season with all its activities, plans, and preparations for festivities, family get-togethers, and what have you. When the ceaseless activity threatens to drive me nuts and I find myself succumbing to frustration, I hear my mother's voice whispering to me, Remember the Christmas Shoes song. With this reminder, the stress and frustration dissipates, and I remember to count my many blessings. I think of my family and loved ones who are still alive and well, and give thanks for my own life and health too. I say a prayer for the many who find themselves in painful circumstances during the Christmas season as the little boy in the song did, or as my family and I did in 2003. I ask Jesus to lead me to such people and give me an opportunity to be of comfort to them. He often does. Gone is the nervousness I feel over the approaching singing engagement I don't feel sufficiently prepared for, the irritation I feel when important details are overlooked, and all other such cares, as I strive to simply appreciate the fact that I am alive and able to enjoy another Christmas.
idea what language that one was. Maybe you can help me out if you speak that language. Let me know. Next one I have no problem with as my dear wife Sunshine is Japanese. We're going to have a Japanese song. After this we'll be listening to an inspiration written by one of my favorite writers, Curtis Peter Van Gorder. And by the way, these guest readers on today's show are just recording on their mobile phones or laptops, so don't mind the audio quality. But I think you'll agree it's nice for a change to hear the authors reading their own material. Sana go 
stable. The creator of the universe could have picked anywhere for Jesus to have been born. God was not so desperate that the stable was the last place he could find. Jesus could have been born in a palace or even in a normal house. It was not by chance that God chose a stable. Why? In the church I attended when young, a guide took us on a tour and pointed out to us the meaning of the symbolism of each stained glass window, an architectural arrangement. The stable was the cathedral that God chose for this earth-shaking event. It too had meaning. The stable was full of sweet-scented hay of the flowers and grass that once waved in sunny spring meadows before being cut down from their beauty, like Jesus was. In Japan, traditional floors are made from freshly harvested rice grass called tatami because the smell is so sweet. Perhaps God savored the fragrance as well. The hay also reminds us of the transitory nature of life. At his birth, Jesus was surrounded by the simplest of God's creatures, maybe a donkey, bird, cow, goat, or sheep. During his life, Jesus would seek the lowly. Later, Jesus would tell his disciples to preach the gospel to every creature. He ministered to the meek and brokenhearted, 
the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the fishermen, the children, those at the lower end of society. He came to seek and save the lost. During his life, he would transform men who were like beasts of burden into sons and daughters of God. Then there were his parents, a humble hewer of wood and a young girl. Jesus could have been born into an illustrious family, but he wasn't. Why? Jesus would follow in his father's steps until he was 30, transforming raw timber into useful vessels, like he still transforms those today that come to him seeking a new life. Well have you chosen your profession, carpenter of Galilee. Someday they will lift you up on a beam, and like a magnet, draw all men to you, as you die for the men who kill you. Jesus' mother had such love for this gift of God to her. She was blessed among all women because she believed the promises made to her. She had such great faith that it was totally contrary to all natural reasoning. The first thing that Jesus saw when he opened his tiny eyes was his mother looking back in tenderness and mirroring his own love. Soon Jesus must have seen the ragtag band of shepherds who had come on the invitation of angels. God could have had the angels bid anyone come to the stable. He could have called the high priest, the scribes, doctors of the law, or the Pharisees, but he didn't. God sent the heavenly host to some of the people who were considered the least religious due to the fact that their job of tending sheep often kept them from observing all of the religious rituals that most people found to be so important. The angels invited the shepherds. Why? Perhaps it was because they often acted like lost sheep themselves. These were the ones that Jesus had come to save. Shepherds live almost always alone and far from the matting crowd. Jesus would spend much time alone as well, talking to his father. Themselves poor, the shepherds did not look down on the poor. Israel's first kings had been shepherds. Saul and David were both originally shepherds of tribes. The shepherds were still recovering from the shock of the light, the music and words they experienced when they humbly entered the dimly lit stable. Perhaps they felt like Moses did when he approached the burning bush and took off his shoes in respect at being in the presence of God's power. The power that was able to transform a rocky desert scene into holy ground. The angels had told them that Jesus would be more than a baby. This was the promised one, the one who would teach good news to the meek, the one who would bind up the brokenhearted, the one who would proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. They were not disappointed. They believed the promises and so they ran to see. As they approached, the shepherds beheld a beautiful young woman silently gazing at her child in a way that only a mother can. The shepherds offered what little they had in love. There's no record of the shepherds giving gifts to the baby. Many have guessed what the shepherds gave. I don't think they came empty-handed. Perhaps they carried the offerings of their craft, milk to drink, cheese to eat, wool to warm him, a piece of lamb for a stew. Today, in the mountains of Italy, shepherds bring such presents to new mothers. On their way home, they rejoiced in knowing that this boy 
born of simple folk and in poverty, just like them, was to be the redeemer of the humble, those men of goodwill on whom the angel had given a blessing of peace. God couldn't have picked a better place for the birth of his son, the Messiah Jesus, even though it looked like a defeat, humiliation, to be born in such humble surroundings. It fulfilled God's plan in every way. God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And maybe God is working in similar ways in your life. If you don't understand what he's doing, just wait and believe as Mary did, and you will see the goodness of the Lord. Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight.
thanks David Senek for those three great Christmas songs that we featured on this special Christmas edition of Nightlight. We still have a brand new end of the year song from Jeremy Spencer called Little Matchstick Girl to close out the show. And let's squeeze in one more foreign language song. This is from a Merry Christmas CD with 21 such songs. And as a Christmas present from Nightlight, I'm going to post all the songs on SoundCloud. If you search Nightlight Shows, the playlist is called Merry Christmas, and they'll also find a copy of this program that you can share the link with your friends on social media and so on. To the Fatherless by Kus Stenger God is your father, the young man said. He came down at Christmas in human form. Through Jesus, you can know what God is like. He looked at me with hopeful eyes, but I wasn't convinced. A father cares, he continued. A father watches over you and is always there. I stared and shook my head. He was wrong. 
My father never cared, never watched over me, and was never there. He left when I was three, and it stained and wounded my heart. Mother did a great job, but father, no. I had no idea what it was like to have a father. That God is my father means nothing to me, I answered. I never had one. Now the young man stared at me. I could see him think I was a hopeless case, and in fact, I was pretty hopeless. As soon as I was able, I left my home country of the Netherlands in search of truth and happiness, and was now in France. But so far, I'd only found more loneliness. I was bedraggled, hungry, cold, and above all, fatherless. It was no wonder that the young man didn't know what to do with me. He mumbled, Happy Christmas, and left in a hurry. Not that I had any problems with Jesus. All I'd ever heard about him were good things. He was kind, he healed the sick, he forgave people. I wouldn't mind knowing his father. But how? I heard church bells and realized it was Christmas Eve. Should I go to that little country church so I could flee my present darkness, if only for a moment? I did. The soft lights and singing lifted my spirit, and although I didn't understand the service since it was in French, my thoughts drifted to God. Was he there? Did he understand? God, they say you are a father. I don't know what that's like. I closed my eyes and stared into my own nothingness. And then there was light. It shone into my darkness and touched me, warm and invigorating, serene and calm and undeniably real. Then a voice spoke to my heart, not audible, but clear and distinct, firm and loving. I am the father of the fatherless. I was speechless. There, surrounded by people I had never met and whose language I barely spoke, I learned that my true father is really always there and that he loves me like no other father can. As the old year draws to a close And the air is filled with celebration And some of us raise a cheerful toast And reflect with expectation A little girl shivers in the snow-covered streets Alone with no hope inside Will she survive the night? Will the angels call? And the cold wind blows Chilling her through her ragged clothes And the cold wind cries 
bringing tears to the match girl's eyes. Where on earth does she belong? Transposed from many a tongue, as fireworks flare and shine, and yet another toast is downed and sung for the sake of old Lansing. The match girl is staring at the lighted sky and wishing upon a star to sip. Someone go that far, and the cold wind blows, chilling her through to her matchstick bones, and the cold wind cries, bringing tears to the match girl's eyes. Is there a home out there? Where on earth does she?
from us here at Nightlight. We pray you have a very happy and meaningful Christmas and a very rewarding new year to come. Merry Christmas and God bless. Thank you.